Well, good evening. Here we are, A Course of Love. Uh, we are currently in the uh, second treatise, treatise on the nature of unity, and we will begin to, this evening with Chapter 11. And in my first edition, <laughs> the book I have is it's two, page 270, and it's the belief we exist in relationship and unity. And this evening we have Judy, Yvonne, Reverend Bill, Lana, all joining us. And that's the mighty group for tonight. Uh, So with that said, we know the protocol. I don't think I have to repeat it because we are pretty well tuned into what we need to do. So let's just sit back for about a couple of seconds, minutes, just take a few deep breaths. To center ourselves within our heart, let the heart open up, relax, feel the vibrations of the world around us, the world that we see with love, and joy, compassion, happiness. Hold it in our heart and let that energy go out to the world. So breathe in love and breathe out love. Breathe it in and breathe it out. And hear these words of affirmation. God is present in every person and in every experience. The spirit of harmony, order, and understanding is at work in every situation. Love and peace are established in our lives. So feel God's presence. Know it. It's in every person and every experience. Now, we are constantly in the presence of God. It feels good. Really feels good. Really feels good. So, as we normally do, we'll each read a paragraph. I'll start off with something from the prior chapter which was the belief we only learn in unity and then we'll read and we'll read until you know read a couple of uh, paragraphs we'll stop dialogue and let it flow we go with no exact curriculum just to get us started with the words from a course of love so let me see what he said to us last week the christ in you has no need to plan A need to come to know, yes. A need to plan, no. The Christ in you needs not for you to choose a lesson plan, but to let life itself be your chosen way of learning. Joyce, but sweet and right to the point. Thank you, Jesus. So, with that said, my friend Judy, you want to get us started, and then we'll go to Yvonne and Bill, and Lana will read to you, okay? Hello? Yeah, okay. that sounds great. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to read. I'm finagling my chair, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see. You are so determined. It'll be done. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) I will be done. (laughs) 
That will be done. Okay. Judy, you want to start as well? Okay. The Christ in you is relationship. As you were told within the pages of A Course of Love, you are a being who exists in relationship. This is how you were created and how you remain. This is the truth of who you are, and even, in your own terms, a fact of your existence. Earlier this was pointed out to you so that you would come to accept who you are and so that you would extend forgiveness to yourself and all you hold responsible for this truth. This forgiveness has now extended in two distinct ways. First, in forgiving your creator for creating you in such a way, and second, in forgiving a world that has taught you to want to be other than who you are. Now our aim is to show you how to integrate the belief that you are a being who exists in relationship into the living of your life. Okay, thank you, Judy. Even though you no longer want to be other than who you are, and even though you now have a much clearer understanding of who you are, you will find living as who you are in this world difficult as long as you perceive of others as living under the old rules, the laws of man rather than the laws of God or love. It will seem all but impossible to live in relationship when those around you are still convinced of their separation and still seeking to glorify it. You will, self, you will still perceive of the world as operating under the laws of man, and as long as you perceive of the world in such a way, you will be forced to live by its laws. This will cause struggle, and as you now know, that struggle of any kind alerts you to the presence of the ego. You will continue to do battle with the ego rather than leaving it forever behind. Thank you, Yvonne. Doing battle with the ego has become the preoccupation of many gifted and learned people. This is the classic battle revealed in all myths and tales of war and strife. It is the battle that, in your imaginings, has extended even to the angels. The ego is the dragon that must be slain the evil of the despot to be, disto- to be toppled, the one-on-one conflict of all heroes who would take sides and do battle. And the four also. All right. You are called to peace, a peace that begins and ends with ceasing to do battle with the ego. As the ego has been the known identity of your existence until now, it will, in a sense, be forever with you, much as the body that is your form will remain with you until your death. But while your perception of your body as your identity and your home has given way to an idea of it as a form that can be of service, to you and your expression, 
There is no service the ego can do you. The ego is the one untruth given many names and many faces and the only thing given by you the power to do battle with the truth or with God. Remember now and always that you and God are one and that what you invite to do battle with God, you but battle yourself. Lana, can you read 15, 16, and 17? Yes, yes. Um, okay. Uh, 11.5, or, or, is that where I start? I'm sorry. Yeah, 5, 6, okay. and 7. All right. That's what I need to say, 5, 6, 7, say 15. 5, 6, and 7. <laughs> Okay, a god of love does not do battle, for truth needs no protection. The truth is not threatened by untruth. The truth simply exists as love exists and as you exist. When we say something is, that is what it is of which we speak. When we say all truth is generalizable, all needs are shared, all knowing is shared, this is of what it is we speak. All cannot be threatened by nothing. This is why we spend a fair amount of time addressing needs in a way we had not previously addressed them. For only with your understanding that all that is real is shared, does the ego lose its power. The ego was made from the belief in separation and all that followed from it. Thus, our true identity must be recreated from the belief in unity that is inherent in the acceptance that you are a being who exists in relationship. Separation is all that opposes relationship, and the ego is all that opposes your true identity. Think it's a good place to stop? You read quite a bit. Read quite a bit to us. I like that one little sentence in six. All cannot be threatened by nothing. And yet how we put that I ego on it. Kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And then yet he says we do battle with the ego constantly. It becomes the preoccupation of many gifted and learned people. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a discussion, and Reverend Bill knows we were talking about basically the same thing about the what you want to call the evil, evil, the ego, or whatever's in the collective consciousness in the world right now. And there are many people with heavy beliefs in other, uh, I don't want to call them religions or thoughts, where this is the time of the evil, you know, the devil, the evil, the ego. And, and, you know, we all, I know, I, I even say, like, you know, it's so palatable. And it takes 
an awful lot. Stay in the truth and the light while this stuff is just being bandied about in everyday conversation. It's like nothing positive you hear from a majority of the people out there. And it's hard, I know for me, to maintain that the truth within. So if I get sucked into that fear, it's like, yes, there is only evil. So it's like a constant battle. It's there. I know it's there. But, I, you know, to me, it's holding to the truth that we will come through this and it will be for the better. But it seems to be a very scary time for a lot of people. Scary. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my take on it. What's going on? Thank you. Thank you for that, Paula. I appreciate what you said. Thank you, Paula. Yeah, yeah thanks, Paula. I'd like to continue that. If, if possible, if, if we can consider this and recognize this, simply by looking at our own lives and recognizing how, what acceleration has occurred within us with our willingness to come up against the, the darkness or the, the ego or, or the devil, if you will, <laughs> um, that the acceleration has come up of our willingness to move beyond that. And we've got an idea now about how all, you know, the, part of the discussion may be, well, and there's so many that are not there or not willing or don't, not open to seeing this at this point. Um, and that what's going to happen in terms of all, everyone coming to a point of being able to move beyond and recognize the illusion or the, the dream that has been perpetuated in, in our existence. And to stop and reflect on that, it could be overwhelming on the one hand to recognize just how, how significant, how major, how huge this may be. And at the same time, perhaps it's also our opportunity to be open to the possibility that this, that what we've been through is but like a starting point for an acceleration that is happening to the world at large of people being, being willing or moving into a place of being willing to progress more quickly. That... We have no idea what it's going to look like or how this is going to unfold, and I simply trust that it is. That we're not alone in this. That this this unfolding is un, is is occurring and accelerating. And and uh, Paula mentioned that referred to me about this from our discussion earlier today. I I pointed out that recognized for openers that you know we've. No longer are we ever speaking about the devil. We're speaking about the ego. And the progress there is to recognize that we're seeing that it's not an outside source, that it's here within us that we're addressing, that, it, that we are coming towards healing that is unfolding. 
and uh, uh, I just uh, I don't understand or I know what's going to unfold, but I am open to whatever it is. It just seems like um, this is something for us to be positive, enthusiastic, and loving and accepting about. Thanks. I'm complete. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I, this, Anna, I, um, I, I kind of am on the same page with you, Bill. I think um, the unfoldment, uh, well, first of all, if I'm looking just at this life, um, I, I may think, oh, well, I'm not going to be around for it, but I think we're all going to be around. You know, I mean, we may be in different bodies, but I think this constellation of souls that have gathered here tonight and have gathered in, in each of our lives travel through time and space together mm-hmm. and we'll be together until the awakening happens. So we may be um, in different form, but we're going to all be together when it happens. And, and just like you were saying that... Um, the word symbols have changed. But, you know, when I read the Bible now, I, I see Satan as ego. I see evil or I see sin as our misperceptions, you know, and um, evil as wrong-mindedness. And, uh, you know, I, I just, just like Jesus redefined the Bible in A Course in Miracles, you know, I tend to do that too as I'm reading the Bible now. It takes on a much clearer, cleaner uh, meaning. And, uh, and it, yes, it goes from without to within. That's, the, I think, the biggest change. Yeah. But um, what I've gained in this lifetime, at least, and from both A Course of Miracles and A Course of Love, is, is knowing that I don't have to do battle with it all anymore. And this has had been proven to me, especially with physical pain, um, how effective healing is. Because when Jesus says that the ego is, is nothing, it's really the truth. You know, the ego is um, neutral. Nothing, the closest <laughs> description I can give to nothing is neutral. And then I bring the meaning to it. And... I can bring a very exalted ego, you know, that's what they call the spiritual ego, thinking I know more than anybody else. and um, Or I can b- bring a very diminished persona uh, meaning to it where I feel unworthy and um, guilty and, and I just carry the weight of the world around me. Both are false images I've made. None of them... Uh, neither of them reflect the truth I who, of who I am right now. And that, that never-changing truth, this, regardless of how I choose to define it, you know, uh, God knows the truth of me, and I'm coming to know the truth of me. And it's not neither of those extremes. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's just pure love. And that's the reality I clutch to. And, and I don't, so I don't have to do battle with nothingness. In fact, It's just exhausting, and it just pulls me down deeper into the quicksand the more attention I give to my misperceptions and the world. And, you know, I I really don't care who, where anybody else is, you know, as far as their spiritual journey. 
you know, the only thing I'm called to do is bless them. God love them. Because at one point in my life, I haven't, there are very few stories <laughs> or emotions that people express that I haven't had at one time. You know, we've, we've all been in all sorts of different places and at particular moments in, in time. So, um, you know, just like my roommate, Archie Bunker, I call him affectionately. I just let him be Archie Bunker. I don't have to try to change him or have the world or anybody in it different. I just have to accept it. doesn't mean I like it, but I'm just no longer going to do battle with it anymore. And and that that really helps to facilitate a peaceful existence for me, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain. I just, <laughs> you know, embrace it, and, and, and at least if I can't embrace it with love, at least I won't do battle with it. I'll let it be. So anyhow, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on so long. I'm complete. <laughs> no, that was well, great, thank Anna. you for going on so long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was awesome. Well, wonderful. That, too, uh, <laughs> that is. You know, I was yeah. sitting and I was trying to remember. Where I read it, you know, because you read so many things. You know, people send me things, read this, do this, get this, read this article, read this. Where it said something to the effect, and I'm probably not going to say it right, that God is in the ego also. Yeah. Yeah. And it made sense the way it was presented in this, whatever I read. It's not bad. It's part of the whole... To bang, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole self, yes. Well, doesn't Jesus say, of course, the love that the house of illusion is contained within the house of truth? Right. Mm -hmm. So that would, um, you know, validate what you read. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's like you know, because like I think I I said in the past too. It's like, oh, I don't want the ego, you know, the ego. But it's like. It's a part of this being, you know, and I want to kill it with kindness. <laughs> Not kill Absolutely. it. You know, I just want to surround it and say, I love you, you know, like, thank you, because yeah. you're keeping me on my toes, you know, like, hey, where's mm-hmm. this coming from, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's not my... You know. <clears throat> there's a, yeah, there's exactly. A I feel the same way, Paula. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate what I just heard. There, there's a book that's coming out called The Soul in the Driver's Seat. And in Chapter yeah. 2, paragraph, paragraph, <laughs> chapter two paragraph 10, there's a statement where it says, uh, God made the ego as well. He included yeah. the ego. And the purpose, the reason for that is that there needed to be something that would bring about resistance that would enable us to grow. In other words, going through the issues, the challenges, the stuff, the forms that we've had to struggle with along the life that have derived through our beliefs, our ego-based thinking, have brought us here, have gotten us to this point. Um, and, and clearly, this this will be going forward on an ongoing basis in our in our pro, our process and I, I just so loved hearing that and seeing that in in that material. Uh it just makes so much sense. Clearly and, the resistance and, and, the, and Reverend Bill the, that material is available for everybody. 
Yeah. There's yes. a website you can go on. There's so far two installments have been printed. And mm-hmm. it's a combination of A Course of Miracles, A Course of Love, and Choose Only Love by Sebastian. And it, he, it's like uh, it's, it was put together with the, uh, with the thought that it's for the younger generation and getting the message like, you know, like we picked up The Course of Miracles and, you know, how many years, 40 years ago, some people. Mm-hmm. This is for mm-hmm. the newer generation, and it comes at comes through differently, kind of like going to the minds that are here now, and it sums it all up. So, uh, what is the website, uh, Reverend Bill? You're on to that. Uh, yeah, I can go. I can go get that. Give me a moment. By the way, um, this wasn't from Sebastian. This no, this was from that came from Richard Rick Rick Greathouse. Um, yeah. ho- hold on a minute, I'll have an answer for us, folks. Yeah, the name of it. Public. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the name of it is the um, Soul in the Driver's Seat, and the subtitle is A Course in Miracles for the New Age. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, there are uh, 23 chapters of it, and we've so, thus far have gotten two chapters of it. And uh, bear with me. Okay, here it is. Open it. Uh, the I don't know if everybody wants a website, or, or we can we can just send it out to everybody here in the group. Um, but. Uh, it's a concise little package of uh, there's the the home which gives an overview of what it's about, and then there are the the installments that Paula was just referring to, um, that, and and subsequent to that, 23 chapters within those installments. So uh, it's pretty exciting to. And and as in my experience of reading it, I just celebrate it, and I find it mm-hmm. so easy to see this blend in to what we've gotten from a course of miracles and a course of love, and and the like. So anyway, it's very exciting. And uh, actually, let me let me do this. Let me, uh, if you don't mind, I'll, let me go to chapter two, paragraph ten. If I could do that, let's see. Chapter two well, is entitled the, ba- the basics. I if yeah. everybody wants it, Reverend Bill can send you the link. Yeah. Would you please um, send me the link, um, Reverend Bill? I'd love that. And I and I already yeah. forgot the title of it. <laughs> you can repeat that. Yeah. Here's paragraph ten. I'll I'll send this out. In fact, I'm sending this out to uh, Chris's group as well. Who created the illusion? The ego combined with all other egos created the illusion. Who created the ego? The collective of God did. Why? This is the only way that God can grow more of itself. The ego provides fear which is the resistance that is needed for God to grow. 
What is God? God is unconditional love, care and consideration for itself and others. What is an ego? An an ego is everything that God is not. Does that fit in your experience? Uh Mm-hmm. Not in mine. Does not fit in my experience. No. Sorry to disagree with you all, but it does not. I've always believed that the if God is in everything and everyone, then God is in everything and everyone without exception. I can't partially believe the truth. The truth has to be true or it isn't. And if God is in everything and in everyone, that to me is the beginning and the end of it. It doesn't feel like my ego is something separate from who I am. My ego is part of the whole of who I am. It is still a part of me. Well, let me... Go ahead. Go ahead, Paula. Paula, go go ahead. ahead. No, sorry. Whatever. I recognize my ego is a belief system that I have put together. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe the same thing. As opposed to my spirit and my and 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 all of 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 who I am in that regard. I hold the ego as that that belief system. Uh, <laughs> I hear that. Uh, could I say something real quickly? Because uh, as you were reading that, um, what came to mind, Reverend Bill, is um, if God is the all of all, then God must include everything and nothing. He must mm-hmm. include the and all of all, which is everything and nothing. You know, it would have to include both. And the other thing that came to mind was that if I am a thought in the mind of God, then I am part of God. And everything I make or create comes from God because I reside mm-hmm. there in the mind of God. Mm-hmm. So there isn't mm-hmm. anything I make or create, real or imagined, that is not um, manifested, that is not manifested within the mind of God. Um, and so uh, I can intellectually um, reconcile that from that means, but then you know it 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 gets back into what's real and what's not, and um, and then it gets kind of fuzzy, you know. <laughs> then it gets kind of fuzzy um, because also, of course, the miracles. He's asked to me to look beyond the nothingness so I can see what actually is there, and also how I define reality. You know, what is reality? Um, a lot of people say, well, it's anything that's a form is not real. Well, then that means the air, I, that includes the, the things like the air I breathe, the wind brushing up against my, my face. Um, what is real in A Course in Miracles is stated pretty emphatically that only love is real. So whatever I bring, I bring love to becomes real. Can I bring love to the ego? Most certainly. I can embrace anything in love. I can, um, because love, every loving thought we ever have is saved for all eternity. So the solution, 
which just showed up in my mind this moment, is um, we bring we bring everything that we considered unloving to love. So it's there's an alchemy that happens that transforms it into love. So in that regard, nothing can become something. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes perfect sense. And I also want to add to that that what we have been talking about is our belief. And both in the Course in Miracles and in the Course of Love, it tells us all through both everything. It tells us to just let go of all beliefs and rely on inner revelation, rely on knowing. That's the only way we can know for sure. Everything else is a belief. Knowing supersedes belief every single time. When I go deep within myself, in meditation or whatever you want to call it, reflection, whatever, I experience, I experience something that tells me that, again, love is the only thing that's real. And if I want to bring any kind of reality to anything that I bring it to love, I charge it with love. And when I find that what is, the, what is called my ego, if I find that it can't be in a loving space, I will put it into a very neutral space where it holds no judgment about anything, anything at all. I don't want to be a judge. I want to be in love. That is my feeling. That is my experience. And I can't go against my own experience. When I feel a love and a gentleness towards my own ego, that puts me in a very peaceful place. It allows me to accept all of me, not just the parts that I like, all of me. And to me, that's important in accepting all of myself. Because if I can't accept all of me, I have no chance of accepting all of you. Yeah. And everything comes from my subjective awareness, the meditative or that quality of being that allows me to go beyond belief to inner knowing. At the end of Course in Miracles, doesn't it tell us to forget this book, forget this course, and come with holy, empty hands unto your God? And where is God? God is within me. God is within everything. If I want to know the truth, I'm not going to find it outside myself. I'm only going to discover it from within me, what is revealed to me from within. I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. Thank, Thank you. you, Judy. Yeah, even a course of love tells us mm-hmm. to, um, you know, bring everything. You know, it says think no more. <laughs> I think at yeah, the end exactly. of it says think mm-hmm. no more. And I know from from my own personal experience that the only time I experienced that clarity and that certainty did not come through thinking. It came through allowing. Um, the truth to enter my mind, to be delivered. It's the thoughts I do not think, um, which exactly. I, I, I describe my meditative writing. It's, it's not a thinking process at all. It, um, exactly. it just arrives in my mind and flows through me onto the page or onto the computer. And um, Yes. I, yeah, well, we I all have our different think, ways of it. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing. Yeah, I agree. It's the same thing. Exactly. So I it's the same goes back to what Bill was saying, that it's inclusive of everything because whenever I bring something with to love, I'm creating 
I'm creating as God creates through love. Exactly. And it's as real as anything. So what might look like or be initiated as something that's unreal, I can I have the power to give it reality through the love that I am. And in that way, it does reconcile, I think, with what Reverend Bill was saying, that, um, you know, it's all, it's, the all of the all. <laughs> Nothing's excluded. Even the ego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thank you, Anna. Thank you, everybody, for your sharing. Um, mm. As I'm sitting and reflecting on this and, and just looking within as, as different points have been made here along these lines, come up with a bunch of different things. I'm grateful to being back at the start of reading through A Course of Love because in these first several chapters, uh, like at chapter one, chapter two, three, four, and five, they're, they're, they're continuously reiterating that love is. And God is love. <laughs> and, and that we are love. But, but love, it's as if to say love is what is real love is what encompasses everything and and our knowing that and accepting that and being that state is pretty amazing pretty sweet and i recognize too uh, when when it comes to the healings that i have had i I can recall those amazing instances where i find myself so stuck in fear about a belief about myself and recognizing in that instant that I was lying to myself. I had told myself a lie and I had believed it and and I recognized, wait a minute, that's not the truth at all. And I recognized that shift in that instant that was the start of, of recognizing the release of a mistaken belief. To me, that was the release of a mistaken belief rooted in my ego belief system. And that was early on in this entire journey through A Course in Miracles and A Course of Love that, that, that just showed that this is what's unfolding, that what I'm, what I'm healing is correcting my mistaken beliefs, my beliefs that have been, that have generated fear, or I've felt the experience of fear out of that, and that we're here waiting to be healed. And now as I read that paragraph that, that I just did from this, the soul in the driver's seat, um, I'm hearing that what that is is recognizing that that ego served its purpose about enabling me to develop a belief that was completely a crock, <laughs> completely <laughs> out of line, all right? But, yeah. that, but I was so invested in that and to realize the lie that that was and what a, what, how freeing that was how much of an experience of love and awakening happened in that instant that I see the ego's role just as it's been described in what I read a few moments ago to us, that it is here for us to go into our tough spots, into our 
our darkness, into our resistance, into our fear or our decisions, my decisions that I have made that stop me from experiencing and knowing love always. The ego has really served me in that regard. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. I'm complete. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So what's not to yeah. love about the ego? It does all that for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. I totally relate to that, Bill, yeah. Totally and relate I, to that experience. I, oh, sorry. I didn't even talk over you. I thought you were finished. I am. Okay. I, it's just we're re-experiencing uh, what has already happened according to the Course of Miracles and according to love, of course, of love, too, so we can respond in a different way. And, mm-hmm. and as we re-experience it, in the here and the now, we can make a different choice. And the end of time comes when everything has been re-experienced in the truth of who we are and what is true, that only love is real. So, um, you know, I always fall back on there's no mistakes in the plan of atonement. <laughs> Jesus didn't yeah. muck it up. <laughs> yeah. Just because I don't understand it doesn't mean the plan of atonement isn't perfect. I think of a little week page. Hey, used to say, all is fine, all is for the greatest good. I just don't have the total picture. I just have the little piece of the pie that I perceive. <laughs> so I can't yeah. judge anybody or anything. I'm complete. No, I thank you, Larry. Well, we, we, I don't want to judge. That's so far from the field of yeah. my, my experience is judgment. To me, judgment, just it just feels ucky. And I don't like feeling that way. I'd rather feel loving and accepting. I mean, yeah. what the heck? We're all brothers and sisters. We're all created yeah. the same. Me. What am I going to judge? I mean, you know, to me, judgment is but absolutely who are you, ridiculous. What are you judging? You're judging yeah, yourself. Yeah, judging myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single time. Every single yeah. time. Judging myself. And getting out of it. And I spent years, I guess back, oh, it must have been, I don't know, 40 years ago or 50 years ago. I remember, and even as recently as maybe 10 years ago, I remember a couple of times during my life, I have gone through a process of absolutely writing down in a notebook all my beliefs everything that I could come up with, everything that I could think of. All I wanted to do was find out what on earth I was thinking to create such a mess in my life, mm-hmm. why I was feeling so uncomfortable all the time. So I, but that's what I did. I wrote down every single belief that I had, and I looked at it. I understood it. I discovered where it came from, and I knew what I needed to do with it. And like you, Bill, I mean, there were several beliefs I just looked at, and I went, oh, my God, this is insane. And I would just cross it off and write a great big BS beside that. Okay, that was, that was it for that. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I well, it worked. <laughs> That's all I can say, it worked. And, you know, and I do that exercise from time to time just to keep on top of myself. I don't want to be blindsided by some obsolete, out-of-date, outmoded, outworn belief that has absolutely no relevance to the kind of life that I want. So I will go through these exercises myself just to clear my own self. No one's going to do it for me, so I have to do it for myself. And I do find them extremely beneficial. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. 
you know, Judy, yeah. Judy, thank you for sharing that. And, and uh, geez, I can't help but recognize that that could be equated to the fourth step in our 12-step program. Oh, totally. Taking that in, totally is. Taking that yeah. inventory on an ongoing basis and yeah, became well, willing to release. Yeah, that's the first time I did it. Back in, 19, back in 1980. That was my first fourth yeah. step. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> and yet is it joyful or what? I'm What's sorry. That? Go ahead. <laughs> I said, and yet the journey goes on. <laughs> and it does. Absolutely does. <laughs> what a great journey it is. But you know, yes, it's, indeed. It, it's so nice when, like you said, Judy or Reverend Bill were all saying it, I guess, that there is a knowing within us all. Yes. yes. And it's easier to tap into that knowing now than, say, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, whatever. Of course. Yeah, of course. And of course, of course it, it is. Yeah, it, it, it's there. Yeah. Well, you know, Amen. 20, 30, 40 years ago, we were all so busy out there making a living mm. for God's sakes. I mean, you know, that was, the, yep. that was the culture. That's what we had to do. So we did it. But now, I mean, you know, me being 80 years old, retired with, you know, basically nothing to do all day long except sleep, eat, watch TV, and meditate or reflect or whatever the heck I call it, you call it. Just getting in touch with the dinner, inner deeper. I just created a new word, a dinner level, a deeper inner level within myself where the truth is where God resides that energy that spirit resides mm. within all of us it's just connecting with it that's all I need to do is just connect with it and feel and experience it that's all I'm asked to do feel it and experience it feelings are our validity okay intellect will you know direct our feelings to a certain extent in this physical world However, the feelings are the most important. They're the most valid part of ourselves. At least that's what I've been discovering. And then complete. What does he say in, in the course of the passing through, the pass through, when they mm-hmm. come up? Let them just pass through. Yeah. Yeah. Take it's only my ego that wants that. Yeah. yeah. Take what you need and let the, just pass, let it go pass through. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is there, and it's how we, you know, at the time, if we're in a egoic state, you'll take the worst. If you're in a state of true authentic, you know, love, mm-hmm. you'll see the love in it. But that comes with Always. the knowing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely, which is why for myself, and, you know, not everybody's going to be like me, and that's fine enough. I'm thankful for that, actually. We're all individuated souls. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And I just love my quiet time. I love the peaceful moments that I can grab at any time during the day. And I could be watching, I could be in the middle of watching a TV series or programs or whatever, and I'll I'll just pause it, stop it, and something may have hit me, and I'll just go into a deep... I know, what I call it, it's just a label. But I think you know what I mean. I just go deep. I go into, I guess what it's mm-hmm. called is an alpha level state. 
And from there, which is the lowest, most powerful level of mind that we can achieve, instead of running around in high beta all the time, when I get down into the, those alpha levels, everything makes sense. Everything is calm. Everything is peaceful. Everything is just there. There's such an isness about that space, about that place, that is so, it's pure. That's all I can say. There's a purity about it. And that's the best that I can describe it. Thanks. Take me with you. (laughs) (laughs) Happily, my darling, anytime. (laughs) Happily. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I used to use a very uh, deliberate, structured process, uh, which I used to teach how to get people down into that alpha, alpha level state. And sometimes I'll still use it on myself. However, uh, that was like 50 years ago. And so I've learned over the years how to get there pretty spontaneously. But for, to start it, and even, even today, sometimes if I'm having trouble quieting my mind, I will just sit still and just focus on what I know works to get me to that alpha state. And sometimes, most times it works. There are some occasions where my mind is running too strongly. I'm in high beta. My mind is just turning yeah. everything over, and I just can't relax, okay? Or I won't let myself relax because there's just so that's much going exactly on. I have right. to deal with you know, yeah. got to deal exactly with everything. Yeah, that's exactly where I've yeah. been in the last month or two. It's oh, starting sweetheart, to I can so help you with that if you wanted. I can and so I'll, give you I'll that process. You, I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. No, I could so help you with that process to get you down to that level. And once yeah. there, the purity of it is just amazing. And the discovery and the uncovering of everything. There's just a knowingness. And it's experiential. It truly, it's just, it's an experience. And, you know, we all know what experience feels like. And for somebody to tell me that I didn't have that experience, it would be like, you know, me telling you, you didn't have a certain experience, which is crazy. Mm. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm complete here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Yvonne, you're very quiet. Are you still with us? Oh, yes, I'm here. Just don't want to interrupt and talk over people, so that's why I keep quiet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. It's been a very interesting dialogue, and that's what we're here for. Okay, good. I want... uh, I did, um, I was interested in what Reverend Bill had said um, when he was referring to lying to himself. Um, and he, that, that was a big thing too because it's hard. And it, what was the right word? It's very uh, humbling to look and see, you know, and talk to myself and say, okay, it's a lie. I've been lying to myself. And, you know, uh, so I understand. I, I can feel the emotion that he was he was presenting when he talked about that because I have a similar experience myself. I'm complete. Thank you, Yvonne. Yes, indeed. Somewhere we lie to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the word belief, take a look at the word belief, and right in the middle of it is the word lie. <laughs> I always yeah. find that amusing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But it's all so, okay. Uh, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. You know, however, the soul chooses you know, to move forward or it's all okay. And that's the one thing oh, I've God. learned. to stop, like we were talking earlier, about judging, judging myself. You know, I used to cut it down on myself. Like, you should know better, you know. And, the, and it, But I, I turn inward and start just tender loving care and understanding and talking to the little identity or whatever. You, it's just words of love and compassion. You know, and when, yeah. the, you know, when you're here, you know, I was on a call with Sebastian and he kept talking about the love of Mother Mary. And it went so deep. It was like, wow. And, you know, brought up something so deep within. That's what the soul has been going through for a long time. And, you know, all it takes is like the right word and it hits something so deep. And it comes up, and it's like, yes, yes. And it's all part of the journey, the good, the bad, mm-hmm. and I'm accepting it all. No more judgment, no more self-incrimination. Good. Being gentle and loving. So, Thank you, I think Paula. That's I think we all do that to ourselves. We find that place of love. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paul. It reminds me where Jesus says, in the course of miracles, he says, if you must judge, judge everything is innocent. He was explaining that being in the realm of duality, we will judge because we're always making choices. Uh, but if you find yourself, your judgments causing pain, just to judge everything is innocent. And um, and I and I take that as, you know, that's just the right thing to do because I don't know the whole story. I don't know the whole picture. There's many, most things I don't understand. <laughs> mean so, but I can make the choice to judge it innocently, innocently, and and um, trust Jesus' words that it's all innocence. Myself, my brother, the world. You know, it's it's those. Um, how could I believe that? You know, it's like, how could I ever? <laughs> I often think that um, to to evaluate my spiritual progress, we do need to look back. We do need to look mm-hmm. back. I'm not than I was ten years ago, or even five years ago, or twenty or thirty years ago. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, we're advancing at a snail's pace. Sometimes it feels like, but we're all we're all headed in the right direction. Um, we just, time just, for it to play out in time, um, can seem like it takes a long time, (laughs) but, um, it's right here, right now, the the instant, I know that when I'm in pain, you know, like my back will hurt, um, I'll ask for healing, and I know it's healed instantly, but yet, the experience plays out in time. And yeah. it shows up in my body maybe the next morning or the next afternoon. But I know it's accomplished. So I can rest in peace knowing that I asked for healing. It's been given. And now I just mm-hmm. have to 
you know, what he says, infinite patience brings immediate results. The, the more patient I am to trust the truth is true, uh, the quicker it shows up in my experience. So I'm complete. Yeah. Isn't, that, yeah. isn't that the truth? Thank you, Lana. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Lana. I, I remember the joy, how joyful I was when first reading the Course in Miracles, coming into Chapter Two, and, and when we when I read, judgment is not a function of God, or judgment is not an attribute of God. Whatever it was, whatever the case, just um, what a release that was, and. Um, Later on here in the course of love, I, I recall in the topic, in discussing the, in the topic of judgment, and this is, I think, in the dialogue somewhere, that it, they were equating judgment with uncertainty. That we're judging because we are in a state of uncertainty. Not unlike what Lana was just speaking of a few moments ago. And uh, that uh, gratefully... It's becoming easier to go to the source, to find the source in my heart, and so that can do what it can to release judgment. I certainly have my moments of judgment, usually rooted in anger or impatience or attacking myself about not being able to do something, quote unquote, right. <laughs> but uh, all of that is part of part of this this journey that. that has me still here, still, you know, on this this journey, on this adventure, and and just becoming more and more gentle and peaceful and accepting of myself. So, anyway, um, nice topics that we're covering here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Bill. Yeah. I know exactly. What, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Grassroots. Mm. You know, and I, I keep saying it, saying it, like it's, it's amazing, and you know, we've gone through that period of you know, COVID, where because of that, what we thought was the worst thing going on in the world, it brought people together, and fortunately, with the technology, whether it's teleconferencing or Zoom, it was a way that yeah, you know, like. We connect perfect all around the world, and it's like it, it's like so reassuring, like to know, like you know, you get on a session like tonight. I'm coming. I'll be with like soul, and I can, you know, we can talk and feel and and uh, just feel at home, feel comfortable, you know, and then. Of course, then it's back to the illusion. But each time, you're a little stronger and a little wiser, and yet there are times it's just too overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. yeah. There definitely are those times, yeah. But we come through stronger. That's the one thing I said, you know. Every time mm-hmm. we come through the darkness and come back into the light, the light is stronger. And that's what counts. Yeah, well, I can't think of another purpose to be here. Uh-huh. That's our purpose, yeah. to bring the light. Yep. 
the light bearer. I love what he says in The Course of Miracles. I need your hands, your feet, your voice. Mm-hmm. To be the messengers of love. Yeah. So he acknowledges I think- that we have a body. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I went to I think years and said, I go, what do you mean? I can't, I don't have a body. This body, it's like I hated my body <laughs> when I first started reading the miracle. <laughs> I think Ivana has heard me use the term recently to say, as far as I see it, this is the only game in town now. Yeah. This journey of healing. Mm-hmm. This, this is the one that matters. And it's our, our means of of just deepening our experience of giving and receiving love and being loved. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we are beings of love. Yes, indeed. I accept that. Awesome. Yes, I, you know, I can say that too, Reverend Bill. I, um, basically have two functions. The first is forgiveness and the second is sharing the love of God. And, yeah. and not only on Facebook in my writing, it's with every person God brings to me and and showing up here or calling me or, you know, in any communication at all. And it's um, miraculous because you really get to experience giving and receiving being one because as you're sharing and, um, you know, and and if someone calls me and they're in pain, you know, physical or emotional, and I might be in pain too when they call. Last month was a very challenging month for me, but I still got the calls and I still took the calls and every call made me feel stronger and made me Mm -hmm. feel more. It was like manna from heaven, you know. It was yes. like feeding me as I was sharing it, and we were both present, fully focused on what each other was sharing. Um, it releases that divine energy, that healing energy, and I lose mm-hmm. all the weakness of the pain that I'm feeling, I or the weakness that I'm feeling, and my voice becomes very strong. And uh, I just look back and, and marvel at how could that be. And it's <laughs> that giving receiving is one. Um, so nothing and to get. We do that connection even with just our thoughts. And he tells, you know, we have no private thoughts. So you know, I hold mm-hmm. in my thought love and compassion. I'm emanating that to every soul that I come in contact with. So it's always constant, that oneness. I feel it. Uh, I feel it all the time from you, Paula. Mm. Great back at, And back at you. Lana, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, to your statement about feeling that shift in energy as as you're, Serving others as you're in relationship mm-hmm. with others, I uh, I am so clear that that any of these calls that I have, be it the free conference calls, the Zoom calls, the Zoom groups, 
you know, whatever they are, that just being in that space with others and this shared direction just is empowering, is is uplifting, and and it's it's kind of like a homecoming, if you will, in each of these moments, each of these opportunities. This is a space where where I choose to continue to live because that's the opportunity that I have or that we have. I, I guess I would say I have at this point. Um, there are plenty of opportunities by bumping into strangers or meeting new people and what have you or with the neighbors around here. But uh, in particular, I've, I see that and experience that increase in energy that you're referring to, Lana, just oh, by yeah. being in this in this role in this realm i'm with you Bill. i feel it too i you know it's it, i marvel at my you know like if i in this you know wherever i like in the supermarket like i just feel like i want to talk to i want to touch i want like any i you know i pass somebody and they're frowning or they're looking serious and i say you know have a good day i want to mm-hmm. see a smile on my face because I want that smile for me. You know what I'm saying? I want it to see within myself. And making just like minor, yeah. you know, remarks or, you know, like, and you see, like, some people just look so down and out and and it hurts. And I, I want to, like, bring her smile and, you know, and and just like, this I want it. This is what I give. I want to get back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. It's, 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 I know, that was my favorite. I said when I used to go out more, that was one of my favorite things to do. If I was in a convenience store and I saw maybe the counter person looking, you know, down and sad or mm-hmm. frustrated, I would flash him a smile. And and the miraculous part of it was, um, it was a demonst- It's a demonstration of love being given and received mm-hmm. in the moment that smiled back mm-hmm. at me. I knew that got the love and, and it's like for that one holy instant we both remembered God. And it was just a moment at a time, a moment within the day where we were both in the same place at the same time, extending and receiving love. And that's a miracle of a holy instant. And you know they got it. You know, because yeah. the, oh, the, you yeah. could feel their energy shift. <laughs> yeah. You could see their energy shift. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. just the action of smiling, even if we mm-hmm. smile right now, we will feel that shift in energy. It's like automatic. Mm-hmm. You can't smile and not feel the shift. <laughs> it's like That's it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's like goes that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it's a, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift both to ourselves and to the quote unquote other. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. It's a gift. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a gift to both. Oh, absolutely, all the time. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I used to go. I used to do that all the time. One of my favorite yeah. things to do. Yeah. How about when coming? Go ahead. How about coming coming across a, an infant, a baby, one years old uh-huh. or one and a half or something like that, and uh-huh. and to just smile and beam to them and watch it come back from them. No, no, no. <laughs> I, well, my my I secret is I watch videos on YouTube 
of babies laughing all the time. Oh, it's so the most, it's the most, it's the most beautiful sound <laughs> in the universe, hearing a baby laugh. Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. You know, I have, I have to say, I had an incident this, this afternoon when I went to the supermarket. And this little boy was sitting in his, with his, his father in the cart. And he was much, in, in, eating this chocolate donut cupcake. And you could see the kid was like so. Mm-mm. So I looked at him. I said, "Can I have some?" And he looked at me with his face, and he like I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're so honest and authentic. It's just he looked at me, and I I just burst out laughing, and his father was hysterical. He says, and he turned. He says, "I got more in my cart. Do you want one too?" And I said, "No." <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and I struck up this conversation with his father. He was beaming about his son. Then he was telling me about his daughter, who's an older, you know, one-year-old. He says, yeah, we're Irish twins. You know, he's saying, I had this whole conversation with this man like I knew him for my whole life. And then his yeah. wife said, that's my wife. And then I, I met a new family. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. It was so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, and at one point they were looking for her. And I said, your husband's looking for you in aisle four. They miss you. <laughs> it was like I found a new family. A little Alex and his sister, I forgot what the I had the whole name. It was like, okay, I'm coming to dinner. <laughs> oh, my God, I just love it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, this little boy was so cute. He had this look on his face like, you want my cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just looking at me and looking at the cupcake. <laughs> he had tears all around his mouth. He was adorable. <laughs> oh my God, anyway. that's priceless. <laughs> that is. That, 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 I walked out of him feeling so good. It was such a nice feeling. You know, like, because, like, you know, I'm connecting with the father's soul and the mother's too. And she said, like, a few mm-hmm. things too, like, I look like I, I just got to get all these things. I need them. And I, I said, all right, just go, you know. And I'd see mm-hmm. the father running. I was just enjoying watching them. It was it was beautiful. It really warmed my heart. It's warming my heart as I talk about it. Yeah. Right, it's warming my heart hearing it. <laughs> yeah, me <then> too. <laughs> I mean, the innocence of children, I love it. The innocence of babes. It, it, that's mm-hmm. the, oh my god yeah ah. <sighs> indeed you know what and I find reco- re- recognize no, their really? longing their their longing to be in relationship with you and they love it they love it oh they, they already yeah. know they are in relationship yeah babies are yeah. very aware yeah they're more aware than we adults are most of the time Oh, I'm, yeah, please, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I find? The more I laugh, my whole being just goes into this beautiful place. This pure laughter. Yeah. And Jesus said, be happy. Smile, laugh. Laugh. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to see. So what's what's the uh, title of the chapter that we're in tonight? 
I'm, let me the belief. Yeah, look what this first. Look what it said. The Christ in you is relationship. As you were told within the pages of A Course of Love, you are a being who exists in relationship. And isn't what, isn't that what we've been just talking about? The relationship with all that is all. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're right. Yes, on indeed. Yeah. And each one of us, mm-hmm. each one of us, bring the individual our individual expression that serves others, in even coming across our obstacles, coming across our challenges, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, see that recognize the perfection of that, and. And accept it. So uh, there we are. It's yeah. perfect. Beautiful dialogue, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. Beautiful. <laughs> sure yeah. was. Sure yeah. is. Yes, Mighty it is. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty five. Yeah. And a white yeah, here, guys. So. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to say goodnight to everyone. It was such a joy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. Blessed be. Love to all. Love, 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 love. Love to, love, 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 love. Was this recorded tonight? Yes, Reverend Bill. Yes. Okay. All right, okay, great. great. Yeah, I think and I'm going to stop the recording now. Oh, by the way, one other item. What? Um, if I'm going to send out the, the material on um, uh, the soul and the driver's seat, I mm-hmm. have everybody's email address except Judy's. Oh, I, I don't know. okay. Um, how can I send it to you? Oh, you can send it as a text or... Uh, okay, what's your texting number? 619-916-1111. Okay. okay, I will absolutely text you when we get off the call. I will do it immediately. Great. Okay. Okay. Love to everybody. Thank you. Love, love to you all. Good night, everybody. Be well and stay safe. Okay, thank you, darling. Bye for now. Good night. Bye now.